Hey guys and gals, Vince here from Movie Muggin'. First of all, thank you for checking out this episode. We truly appreciate each and every single listen. If you're new to the show, we highly recommend you go back and listen to our entire catalog for the full immersion Movie Muggin' experience. Number two, this is not a spoiler-free movie podcast. We watch a movie and have a conversation with no planning ahead of time of where it may go, as will be pretty obvious as you continue to listen. And lastly, we say bad words. Sometimes like juveniles just learning how to cuss, and sometimes like the most seasoned sailors. And at times we can be highly inappropriate. Guys, it's just how we roll. So consider this a warning or an invitation to the most kick-ass father and son movie podcast on the planet. You still there? All right, let's do this in three, two, one. There's no (laughs) blood farting in this movie. Is this like a Jason Statham movie or something? It fucking better not be. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that's free-balling right now. I actually hate doing that. It's not a good feeling. Especially in like khakis or jeans. Can you, right? Does it depend on what uh, genitalia you have? I feel like with men, the tip of your dick scratching on jeans is not pleasant. You know what? I'm pretty sure that women can't free ball because they don't have any balls. So, <laughs> well, no, that means they're would, free of balls. I would say. So they're free balling all the time? I would say it definitely depends on the genitalia. <laughs> well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, talking about the movies, and more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. Indeed. Jack, it's episode number 29. Damn. Here we go, man. <laughs> just just shy of 30. Just shooting on through. You know, I think a lot of podcasts, they don't get past like five, and then they're done. They're gone. Those people just probably think they're funny, and then they listen to us. <laughs> think, Damn, we were pretty good. You think they get, they get <laughs> we discouraged? We could beat these guys. <laughs> we put podcasts out of business. <laughs> Putting y'all bitches out of business. Yeah, since 2019. And that'll look really good in 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there'll be... Damn. It'll just be uh, film stripping and us are the only two movie podcasts. That would be insane, because there's like two trillion at the moment, yeah. right? 2.1 trillion, I think. Uh, you were close, though. Good job. Thanks. Well, Jack, guess what time it is? What? It's Lobby Time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time that we talk about things that aren't related to the movie, but we still want to talk about them, so this is the place to do it. Yeah. So, I probably caught on to this late, but it's something that I'm really enjoying these days. I've started wearing my earbuds everywhere. Like yeah. when I walk from my car to my office, when I walk from my office to my car, when I go by the grocery store to pick up something, I got my earbuds in, I'm playing music. Like I used to put my earbuds in and pretend to listen to music just so people wouldn't talk to me because mm-hmm. that's the kind of guy I am. But now it's like I'm walking around to my own soundtrack and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And and I'm thinking some of the songs, I might even start walking in slow-mo, like through the grocery <laughs> store, just because I know no. that it's just the perfect song to do that to. But I I love it, man. And now the one bad thing about it is there's, there could be some shit happening in there. There could be like an active shooter going on in, in Walmart, and I don't... You just think it's part of your rap fuck, song? I'm just in my own little world, not knowing what's going on. And, and that, that could be maybe a bad thing, but this whole headphone thing has opened up like a brand new world <laughs> to me, and I just love it. And I just want to share that with you. 
<laughs> and so listeners, if you haven't done that yet, or if you're not doing that already, like I said, I think I'm late to this party. Put in those earbuds, man. Jam to some songs. Get a good playlist. Oh, now'd be a good time to go over my Spotify numbers for 2019. You guys want to hear all my... Uh... No. No. <laughs> Just your number one band, and I'll do mine. My number one band was the Beatles, followed closely, I think, by Billie Eilish. Yep. I do love me some Beatles. <laughs> so... Wait, wait, hang on. That brings me to another quick story. Real quick story. <laughs> I'm walking out of work the other day, and my hands are full, and, the, and this Billie Eilish song comes on. I think it's called Party Favor. And the way it starts is a telephone ringing. And you're like, oh, shit. And I thought, oh, fuck, I'm calling somebody. And I can't do anything because my hands are like completely full. And I thought, fuck, somebody's going to answer in a second. I don't even know who I'm calling. I don't want to talk to anybody. And then I realized it's a song. And I, so there was a moment of panic. So anyway, sorry. I have a story like that, too. Oh, we uh, don't want to hear that. Just tell us your. Uh... <laughs> I picked up uh, one of my friends uh, and there's an intermission of one of the songs. And uh, that was playing an intermission to not a song? an intermission, but like. In between one rapper's verse and the other rapper's okay. verse. All right. And it's a police siren that slowly gets louder as oh. if it's like coming behind you. Mm-hmm. And my, my buddy, I'll be honest, he was baked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, <laughs> what? How do they know? I'm not even like, what? But my number one uh, band slash artist was Mac DeMarco. And that was my number one artist of the decade, too. So Yeah, I am a fan of Mac DeMarco also. Not all of his stuff, but a lot uh, of his stuff, yes. One of, one of his newer albums was a little more experimental, but... We should just start a music podcast. Yeah. How do people do music podcasts? Because I couldn't do a music Copyright. podcast and not play the song. How do you do that? Uh, oh, you should hear track number two. It's got a guitar at the beginning, and then this, this tambourine comes in. You can barely hear it, and then it comes in loud. And just, then, yeah, music podcast, I'm not sure how they do it. All right, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, Jack, this movie wasn't originally on my list of 77 or whatever I have. I just put it on there, I think, three days ago. Okay. And part of it was something I saw on Twitter that made me think of it. And another part was you've been saying a lot of things lately about movies that you enjoy or things that you enjoy in movies. Revenge. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there and see what he thinks. All right. I look forward to it, unless it's from 1976. So today's movie came out in 2002. Mm -hmm. Two hours and 48 minutes. Jeez. Yeah, two hours and 48 minutes. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, 73%. IMDb, 7.5 out of 10. Okay. 90% of Google users like this. Sweet. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. First of all, as far as violence and gore goes, I'm not going to give too much away. Blood fart. There's no (laughs) blood farting in this movie. There is lots of graphic and brutal violence throughout the film, often with bloody images. I hope Blood Fart Lake, Terror at Blood Fart Lake, opens up with like a fat guy blood farting in a toilet. Uh, Will you just let that go? Oh, blood fart. (laughs) I can't. A very bloody, violent beating involving six headbutts. And oh. burning with a scorching knife blade. Is this like a Jason Statham movie or something? It fucking better not be. And in case you didn't like it enough, some women are briefly shown nude in cages hanging from a ceiling. Oh, that's <laughs> like a fucking... Wow, you implied that I like that anyway. <laughs> Their bare breasts are shown for a couple of seconds. Nice. And I don't like the cages part. Come give me some <laughs> loving, baby. All right, this movie is called Gangs of New York. Isn't there like a bunch of gangs of movies or like shows? No, you used to watch Gangland. No, that was Gang Bangs of New York. 
That's that's a completely <laughs> different genre. Oh, no, <laughs> no. It, wait, who is this? Leo? Leo DiCaprio is okay. In this. I've I've seen I think like one clip of this. So there's also another actor we haven't seen any movies that he's been in. He is a phenomenal actor. His name is Daniel Day Lewis. Okay, this guy pretty much blows me away in any movie I see him in. I don't love all the movies he's in, but he is always a fantastic actor in them. Okay, it's reassuring. Alrighty, let's take a movie mug and pause. <laughs> And we are back after watching 2002's Gangs of New York. Yes, we are. It was a journey and a half. You mean two hours and a half. It was one of those (laughs) long movies that is 100% worth. It's such such a good story. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. Man. But it's the upgraded version of Kill Bill. Ah. Wouldn't you say? Because the main main bad guy... Bill. His name Bill. Bill the Butcher, or formerly known as uh, William Cutting. Bill the Butcher is a badass fucking name, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. If somebody, I mean, that's a kick ass name. If you're known as Bill the Butcher, fuck, I'm staying away from you. Can I be Jack the Jabber? And that's just the only context you get. You're Jack the Jack Offer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. I hit, well, you're I, Vince the Vag. I, I hit a little too close to home there. Vince the Vag. <laughs> Vince the Vag. Come on, you can do better than that. Vince the Dirty Vag. Violent Vince. <laughs> Valiant, violent Vince. Jubilant Jack. That's, I want something threatening. <laughs> what, is, what, can, what is a threatening word that um, starts with J, dude? Jack Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> there is no threatening word that starts with J. Juxtaposition Jack. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means, but it's a J word. So. It is. Jingling Jack, because I'm so rich. <laughs> no, like how um El Mariachi, one of his legs jingled when he walked. That's the closest I'll get to threatening. Okay. Jay. Right. Jingling as in I'm El Mariachi. Okay. But hotter. So Bill the Butcher versus Jingling Jack. <laughs> All right, let me get the fish sent to her. So this takes place in... Mid-1840s in New York, Mm -hmm. you got all the immigrants coming over from Europe and all over the world, and then you have what's known as the Native Americans, which aren't really Native Americans, but they're- New Yorker people. Yeah, they were born in the United States, and so they consider themselves Native Americans, and they don't like all of the immigrants coming in. They're just extremely racist. Yes. This is the most racist movie I've ever seen. Granted, I haven't seen American History X or 12 Years a Slave, so I I don't know what those- Look like Django was bad. This was a thousand times more racist. Some of the final shots were hard to look at. There was some rough stuff when, man. when they had like someone who just wasn't a native, like hung up on something like a light pole burning, and they're hitting it with pickaxes. Like mm-hmm. it just showed insane amounts of hatred, and there were a fair amount of racial slurs in it because of the time. May I return to my fifty cent tour? No. Is that okay with you? It's going to be a dollar tour because this thing was so long. Anyway, I guess every ethnic group has their own gang. Mm-hmm. And oh, a bunch of sub gangs, too. I'm just I'm sorry, would you to like, it. Would you like to go ahead? Would you like to stop being a bitch? Uh, look, I, can turn t- off, I can turn off your mic I'm from just, here. I'm just helping you. If, if you turn off my mic, that would hurt the podcast a lot. And you know that. It would help me get through the 50 cent I'm your though. fucking secret weapon. So a lot of these gangs decide to go up against the New York gang that is run and led by Bill the Butcher. 
And you have Liam Neeson, who's leading the Irishman. So anyway, at the very beginning, there's this big fight, and Liam Neeson is in charge of the Dead Rabbits, Irish, which is like the Irish gang. And he's like the main guy, and, and Bill the Butcher's the main guy. For the other side. Yeah, Bill the Butcher ends up killing Liam Neeson. In front of Leonardo DiCaprio. In front of a young Leonardo DiCaprio, which, which is, is his son. Yeah, Liam Neeson's son. And then Leonardo DiCaprio goes to Hell's Gate Orphanage, or reform school. And then it fast forwards 16 years and he gets out and guess who's in New York. <laughs> yep. So begins his ruse to get close to Bill the Butcher and kill him. Yeah. And so his plan is every year Bill the Butcher celebrates the killing of Liam Neeson. And his goal is to kill him on that night of celebration. Mm-hmm. And so he manages to infiltrate and become really, really close. Like the right-hand man, almost. Bill the Butcher kind of looks at him as a son. Yeah. Then he gets betrayed by... John. But you know who he is? A loser. He's the little boy from E.T. I've seen that movie once, and I must have been five. All right. Don't put it on your list, I swear. He's the main boy from E.T. Don't you dare put it on your list. Who's not been in a lot. But yeah, he... (laughs) Thank God. So... He's a jerk. Elliot betrays... Leonardo DiCaprio, and then shit hits the fan, and he doesn't kill him, but then there's a big fight at the end, and shit goes down. Well, let me read what IMDb has to say. Amsterdam Valen, which is Leonardo DiCaprio, is a young Irish immigrant released from prison. He returns to the five points seeking revenge against his father's killer, William Cutting, uh, which is Daniel Day-Lewis. He's a powerful anti-immigrant gang leader. He knows that revenge can only be attained by infiltrating Cutting's Inner Circle. Cuttings is the butcher. Yeah. Amsterdam's journey becomes a fight for personal survival and to find a place for the Irish people in 1860s New York. Uh, this was directed by Martin Scorsese. You heard that name before? Uh, yeah, I have no idea who it is, though. I feel, I've heard that name a billion times, like he's like God at directing or something. Well, so here's the thing. I don't think you've seen any of his movies, but he has like uh, like The Irishman that just came out. He did that Goodfellas, which you're going to see. It's on my list. I've only heard... Oh, good. No, I was thinking The Godfather. Casino. He does a lot of mob type movies, I've and he's heard, really good at them. I've always heard The Godfather is like the most boring thing you can watch. You know what? I'm not a huge fan of it, to be real I, honest. I'm, isn't it like hailed as one of the like classic movies or something? And then all I've ever heard besides that is it's not special and you'd have more fun watching paint dry. To me, my personal opinion, it's not as great as everybody says it is. A lot of people say the best movie ever made is an Orson Welles movie from 1941 called Citizen Kane. It can't be the best if it's from back then. I saw it. Don't mean to be one of those guys, but. We watched it in a film class and I was like, what? This is supposed to be one of the greatest movies in the world. What what the fuck did I just watch? So, you know, everything's subjective. Yeah, it's all personal preference. Yeah, I personally think that there's a, a lot of shitty movies that are much better than that. Give me Dude, Where's My Car over... That's not even a shitty movie, though. That's good. I mean, it's kind of shitty. But I, all I've heard about Goodfellas is it's like not the kind of mob movie you want to see. It's like the boring stuff. The, the like, Godfather, like not, not Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, sorry, I keep... I always... Mix up the titles. Godfather, yes. Uh, that it's like the boring stuff you don't want to see, the behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, bring me my Cuban cigar. <laughs> I'm sorry, who, who am I speaking yeah, with? Who's, yeah. who's this on the podcast? Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe who? <laughs> Joe Mama. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't even plan that, well, but I, I knew I was, that was coming. I was but... gonna say like Joe Pastrami, and then, then you said Joe who? Gosh. But I heard it's just the boring like heads of the mob, like oh go do my bidding. Yeah, I mean we might lose some listeners, but I didn't. I didn't really think that the Godfather was the greatest thing that everybody thinks it is. So I love me some Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, me too. That dude's a great actor. I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but I've seen enough to know that he should have gotten whatever it was, the Oscar, the Emmy, whatever everyone was making memes about. It was the Oscar. He should have gotten it a long-ass time ago. Because I haven't seen that much. I think one of the earlier movies I saw him in was Django, and that was amazing. I saw The Revenant, which finally did win him the Oscar. I saw The Beach. <laughs> great With movie. y'all, that was That's good. That's so fun. I've seen Titanic. Just kidding, I never will. I've seen it. That movie felt six hours long. <laughs> you know, I just hate when they turn a movie more into a love story. It depends on if the movie started as a love story, that is okay, because it's a romantic movie. But like, if they made this all about Cameron Diaz, I would have been pissed. I mean, yeah, he got lucky with Cameron Diaz, but man... Yeah, they made Cameron Diaz a redhead in this, and she had and, a really good role, and she was very yeah, likable in this. and she's very likable. And, and easy. And by <laughs> yeah, by lucky, I didn't mean they banged, but they did bang, but that was like <laughs> his girlfriend. She took super care of him, dude. Like, cleaned him up after he got beat the fuck up, and stabbed and burned. So, obviously, the reason I picked this movie is because I, I think it checked off a lot of your boxes, like violence. Revenge. Um, plenty of blood. Revenge. Yes. And some titties. Yeah. Lots of titties. I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> it was kind of another uh, Wanda Lust kind of moment. It was kind of, part. kind of a nat- National Geographic type titties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. There, I saw baloney nipples in there. <laughs> Thank God they didn't show it again. I don't mean to be mean, but God. Baloney nipples. Yeah. If you're going to get like tits in the background... I don't. I, I feel like I'm sounding like an asshole, but oh. <laughs> but like the style in the the like uh, prostitute houses or whatever was to wear your shirt barely below your nipples. If you're a girl, that's all of them were doing that. Mm-hmm. We should we should bring that back. I stand for that. We should bring that trend back. <laughs> well, that's Wanda wow. Lust in the uh, no, Thanksgiving. She, no, her both of her boobs were way out. It's, those couldn't be contained in any kind of <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Though. You need, yeah, you need a lot to contain those. So this movie starts with a pretty epic battle. and, and No the, guns. The build-up to this battle where all the different gangs are walking was pretty kick-ass. And they're getting ready, and then they're walking, which also comes full circle whenever Leonardo DiCaprio is leading exactly like where his dad was. They're walking out, and they're going to go do the same kind of thing in the same spot that yeah. it happened, which, I mean, some could say that's corny, I'm a sucker for that. I'm a sucker for the, like, the perfectly set up and executed revenge, which this was not the perfectly executed revenge. I can sit here and talk all day, but <laughs> I didn't like how Leonardo DiCaprio wouldn't double tap Bill the Butcher. He stabs him in the stomach, well, twice. And blood squirts all over his so face. So what? He's still like blinking. It showed him blink like You've watched- 15 seconds after he's like oh supposedly dead you've watched too many movies like halloween where the guy just sits okay up again. okay okay it was supposed to be an honorable battle like the olden days yeah but shit went down yeah and he's like on your call he never called but the battle started between just it was a one-on-one and somehow 
uh, Bill the Butcher completely blends into smoke, but he, he kept sneak attacking Leonardo, like slicing the back of one of his knees, slicing his arm and stuff. Like the whole movie, he's like, wow, the only honorable guy worth remembering killing is your dad or whatever. And I'm just so honorable, you know, I'm honorable. And then he's going to fight like, like with the least amount of honor you could. All right. First of all, his voice sounded nothing like your. Yeah, <laughs> I killed your daddy. Nope. <laughs> I can't do a New York accent. I'm not going to try. I mean, all's fair when, when the shit goes down. Yes, I, I agree with that. But it's just if you're going to talk up a big game being honorable and then fight like a like fight well, completely th- dishonorable, it's I, like he threw it all out the window and then took a shit on it. So all of the gangs were face, facing each other at the very, very end, but all of New York was a big riot and going up in flames. And so the Navy starts shooting cannonballs and they start hitting soldiers and they start hitting the area where all these gangs are and blowing people up. And so, or so the gang fight didn't really get the start it would normally get. And so at that point, I think it's It's all bets are off. Let's go. All bets are off. Yeah. But he fought like a pussy. So you would have just rather he just come up and slice his throat and walk away? No, no, I'm not saying that. He he talked up a big game about being honorable, then fought like a pussy. Like I, I wish only Leonardo killed him, but uh, Bill got hit by the shrapnel of a cannonball, and that pretty much killed him. Mostly killed him, and then Leonardo like ah, and then stabbed him twice and let him live for another thirty seconds till he died of natural causes. Well, he died a slow death, which but, is more torturous yeah. than a quick kill. But it's less gratifying. <laughs> like, I, I want to see the chink, 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 and, like, string him up naked in the center of town or something. Like, shame his body. And then the worst part was that Bill the Butcher was buried right next to Leonardo's dad. And whenever Leonardo visited his dad's grave, I was like, why don't you, like, take his body out and, like, defile it, burn the headstone? Like, man. So I guess... I need to continue searching for the perfect revenge movie for you, where they just stomp on them and shit on their grave. It's going to be a B movie. If if there's a perfect revenge, it's a B movie. Because no movie is going to go over the top like that for revenge. (laughs) Most of this movie was really Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio. I have a hard time with his saying his name. I'm just going to call him... Fredapio? Leo. So Leo D. Say Leonardo DiCaprio from now on. Most of it was him infiltrating bill's group yeah and he was very very good at it and getting close and there were several times where he just could have killed him (sighs) but he wanted to wait until the day he wanted to be poetic that he celebrated killing his dad i I really liked bill yeah his character was awesome and and like you say celebrating the death of his dad he kind of explained it to leonardo before he knew all of the story or whatever that it was the most honorable guy he's ever fought, the only foe he's killed worth remembering. And so celebrating the death, that makes it seem like he's like trampling on him. Like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. It kind of is because he won against the Irish people. But he also was honoring him. But he was also honoring him at the same time. And maybe that's kind of what Leo did at the end. He gave him the same kind of respect that he'd given his dad. Yeah. I mean, cause and I'm was, okay with that. He was an awesome... I really, really liked Bill. Like, I didn't want him to die for a while. And then he just got worse and worse, killing like anyone he wanted to, just because everyone respected him. He they didn't, no, he talked about it. They don't respect him. He said, you know why I'm still this powerful after all these years? Fear. And he's like, if someone steals from me, I cut off their hand. If they offend me, I cut off their tongue. And you know why I'm still so popular? Because I'm fucking awesome. 
debate. I don't have to worry about people fearing me because they just love me. I fear you due to I'm being worried about what quote-unquote joke you'll say next. So imagine being there in 1846 or whatever, and you're on the side of the dead rabbits, and you have to go fight, and your weapon is a meat cleaver. I'm bringing guns. And like a hammer or something like that. They didn't all have access to guns. No, in the big meeting between the good side and the bad side, they said... What weapons can we bring? No pistols? Every melee weapon you can think of? Yeah. Yes. They chose not to use guns. Yeah, so you're I going... don't give a fuck. <laughs> he, right. he killed people. Let's just say... The barber guy, he just killed him with his own weapon and was for no reason. You don't have a gun. You're going into that fight with a meat cleaver and an axe handle. You're just going to do yourself in? Uh, no, I'm going to like... As they charge, I'm going to like backpedal... Because they're not going to shoot me for, like, treason or what is it? So you would just run away? They're not going to welcome... Yes, I'm not going to get gutted by a sword. I don't really... I don't don't know about you, but that's not the way I'd like to go out. That would be... I'd rather get hit by a cannonball directly and die instantly. Would that be the worst kind of fight to be in? 100... I'd rather be in a fist fight. Gunfight is a whole different story. It's less personal, but I would say melee fight... Definitely makes me the most squeamish and is definitely the lowest on my list. All right, dude. Serious question. Would you rather be in this Gangs of New York fight or the fight in Anchorman? I'd have to say Anchorman because I probably have a much higher chance of surviving through that. You you think so? Yeah. I mean, because all of a sudden, like an Anchorman, they're like... One of the dudes had a hand grenade. He killed somebody with a trident. Somebody's arm got chopped off. They had like horses with a net. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, at the end of the fight, though, the police come and there's no bodies to be seen. So does that mean everyone either didn't die or that the bodies got dragged away off screen? Like I, I would survive in that one uh, that was, because that... there, there's also a higher chance of some stupid bullshit happening rather than me getting an axe through my skull. Especially in the second one, it just. That the second second anger man sucked. Yeah, but they had like I don't know. Paul Rudd threw up like the sex panther thing, and like mm-hmm. a real panther came out of the sky or some shit like that, and like a poison cloud. <laughs> but also on one on one of the teams, uh, just like in Gangs of New York, Liam Neeson was the leader, and John C. Riley was there <laughs> as the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. That is true. Yeah. Wow. It, it was pretty cool. Look at the similarities between <laughs> Gangs of New York gang fight. And Anchorman 2 gang fight. So you would rather take your chances in Anchorman? Yes. I think I would too, because those I mean, guys, they're all they're nitwits. Not, yeah. And, and, and uh, I could probably dominate. In Gangs of New York, they're all very serious and killing each other, and blood was everywhere. And this, in Anchorman, there was no blood whatsoever. Well, a jet got called down and shot in a straight line and hit. Did it hit anybody? Well, Luke, I didn't see it hit Luke anybody. Wilson got his arm chopped completely off. Oh, yeah. What has he been in? Oh, Luke Wilson was in Idiocracy. He was the main oh, guy okay, okay, in yeah. Idiocracy. I knew I recognized him. Yeah. His brother's Owen. Well, I figured. Yeah. They look kind of similar. Wow. Like, wow, how similar. Wow. I like both of them. The main movie that pops up in my head when I hear Owen Wilson is Marley and Me. Oh, no. When we saw it in theaters. No. I, I couldn't tell you what movies he's really been in. Marley and Me, that was one of those movies that it looked like it was going to be good for the kids. So we took our kids to see it. Yeah, the fucking dog, dog dies. fucking died. Yeah. And my kids love dogs. And of course, they're, 
But I, I was pretty young. And so I was I was getting ready to cry and uh and I punched you in the stomach and said suck it up Jack I don't know if he be a man like my cousin or uncle or something but at that moment he heard a kid trip and drop his whole like large soda that he probably paid like twelve bucks for and he started laughing <laughs> and then some kids spilled popcorn and behind us and was like quiet yelling like oh what the fuck like that and it was it was perfect memories yeah. Help me not cry during that movie. Uh, yeah, give me the Anchorman fight as well. Yeah. Because going up against somebody with a meat cleaver... Who's good at fighting? I mean, fuck a fucking meat cleaver. Like, I would much rather go up against a bunch of news anchors than warriors that are in gangs. I'd rather fight Ron Burgundy. Like, maybe his friend or something. <laughs> like, hey, I'll ally with your team. Then I get to meet Steve Carell and Paul Rudd and that other guy with mutton chops. Who's like the same character in every movie he's ever he played? He is, yeah, Packard in uh, <laughs> The Office. Yeah. He is literally the same personality in every single movie I've he, ever seen. He's, him in. he's great at it. Yeah, you got to give him props. Like a chauvinistic a hole. <laughs> yeah, who's always that like, like kind of like mean, playful uncle who will give you noogies anytime he wants, but touch like, you inappropriately when you're not. Mm-mm. No, I was skipping that part. <laughs> All right, bucket of chicken time. Shit, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I don't know, man. Bill the Butcher was a great, great actor. Dan- that's Daniel Day-Lewis. I've never heard of him until now. I'm telling you, man, that he, dude can act circles around anybody. He, that's who you're giving a, you were talking to me about before we watched yeah. it? Yeah. You're like, not all of his movies are great, but all of his performances are top-notch. He's outstanding. It was awesome. I was, at no point did I think pretty much anyone in the movie's acting was bad. Especially not Leonardo, and especially, especially not DeLewis. Daniel Day. Daniel Day. So who gets your bucket of chicken? Leonardo. I have to. My bucket of chicken goes to Daniel Day-Lewis. Thank God. I was, that's what I was really All day long. For. I love Leonardo DiCaprio, but Daniel Day-Lewis was he, head and shoulders above Leo in this one. He's, he was phenomenal. He was so phenomenal. He, and he rocked the sweaty bangs the whole time. And the top hat. The Top Hats was awesome. (laughs) I don't think I've ever... I said this earlier. I don't think I've ever seen a movie from this like period Mm -hmm. where it's meant to be in the 1846. Yeah, that was something really cool about him. He wore this big-ass top hat. Looking dapper as fuck all the time. All right, score time. (laughs) (sighs) Why are you showing me good movies all the time? I was not planning on showing you this movie, but you kept talking about violent movies and blood and (laughs) revenge, and I was like... Okay, I can remember one. Like, this is one of those movies, I do have parts of it, nothing I didn't like, didn't like, but there are parts of it where, yeah, I wish it would have been a little bit different, but even if those took off points, everything else, like, like say I, I score a 200, it would have gone down by like 10 points for the things I didn't like, all collected up in a three-hour movie. So I'm confused, I, I'm is your score 190? 100. 100. You're giving it a 100? Yes. Do you want me to say it again? <laughs> All right. You wow, could, you man. Could, you could pull the audio of me saying I give it a 100 from like 14 different movies. That's true. We're going to have to go back and count. You've given a lot of 100s. No, we don't have to go back and count. Why are you ashamed of how many 100s you I, give? Because I, I want to be harsher on things, but you don't give me shit I can be harsh on. <laughs> Everything's too good. So here's the problem with this. I get to go... Once every two weeks, 
And I have some really cool movies that I want to show you. Doesn't it make you happy knowing that there's kick-ass movies out there that you haven't seen that are on my yes. list that I'm going to show you? It makes me happy <laughs> I just, that I, just I get don't to... want to give them 100 to everything. I don't want people to to look at me like, oh, if it moves, it gets a 100. <laughs> I don't want to be that. You know, y'all know what I mean. That I don't want to be that guy who's seen like the the Paula Abdul on American Idol. Oh, honey, you did great. <laughs> I want to be the Simon Cowell. Dreadful! Get the fuck off my Man, stage! Your impressions are on point I on episode twenty nine. I, I I have it in my head, and then the first syllable is like their thing, and then my head shuts off <laughs> because I watched such a long fucking movie. Oh, like you get like crazy sitting in here for too long. I'm giving this a ninety four. Okay, I thoroughly enjoyed okay. it as well. The first time I saw this movie, all of y'all were out of town, and I got in bed and I was flipping channels trying to find something with boobs in it. And I came across this right as it started, and I was like, fuck, I can't turn this off. And then I looked at the guy, and I was like, fuck, three hours? What? Oh, shit. (laughs) I stayed up and watched the whole thing, man. (laughs) I was going to say, and that's the story of how you stay up till four in the morning. (laughs) I mean, literally, I had to watch the whole damn thing. I couldn't (sighs) turn it off. All right. You got anything else for this awesome episode number 29? Perhaps uh, another impression of somebody? I have a favorite part. Oh, we didn't talk about favorite parts? Nope. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I I want to say, even though it was a bad scene to watch because Leonardo got hurt real bad, that was one of the most intense, not intense, tense moments with the awkward, you know the bad guy knows, because he knew Leonardo was not his buddy and had pretending to be to kill him. And so at the very peak of uh, Bill Butcher's performance on the stage, he was doing something. He was throwing knives at Leo's yeah. girlfriend. And Leonardo... Walked in the front of the crowd, and as soon as it would have been perfect, he threw a knife at him, and he deflected it because stupid John had tattled on him and ruined all that. And he got stabbed in the stomach, dipped a knife in fire, and put it on his face. and Headbutted him like six times. like six or seven times. It was ridiculous. Like broken nose, like fucked up cheekbones, a big old burn and a stab wound right in your abs. It's that mood. There scenes like that just have something about them that make you squirm, and you're like, "Oh fuck, go oh, fuck, go oh, fuck." Mm-hmm. That is my favorite part. So I'm a sucker for slow mo. I don't really remember any slow mo in here, but there was badass walking. But something else that I'm a, a sucker for is when there's about to be a fight or something, and you have like a shot of like three people walking, and they're walking right toward the camera, and they're about ready to rumble, and as they're walking. Then you see more and more yes. people joining on the side and behind, and they're I just walking. That. And I love scenes like that, too. <laughs> you're, so. you're getting giddy thinking about yeah. it. It was so cool. So that's my favorite part. And the uniforms. Uh, are not. They didn't really have uniforms until Leo's group. They had the red and white striped stuff. Mm-hmm. But Liam Neeson had like the coolest getup. He looked like he was out of the Matrix. But in 1846, it was so cool. But he was a priest. His. Do you see his weapon? He's holding the, I think is like a Catholic cross-like symbol. The Celtic cross, And he cross, pulled a sword out yeah. of it. That was the sheath. He's like a holy warrior. It was so badass. Like I've said before, there's always something cool about like a holy warrior type. Like uh, the sniper from Saving Private Ryan. He was like reading verses, like reciting verses while he's pulling the bolt back after mm-hmm. he killed three people. And he's like counting his blessings because he's got great shots. And your boondock saint just, boys. Uh, yes. And this is just, it, it adds Samuel another Jackson. layer to like a killer. It, it adds depth. 
and it's a cool depth most of the time. All right. Anything else? No. Watch this, actually. Watch it. All right. Well, that will do it for episode number 29 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, you know where to find us by now on Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Muggin. Pornhub. <laughs> if you'd like to suggest a movie or ask us a question, head on over to MovieMuggin.com and follow the links. If you want to email us, you can do so at MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Guys, we love you. We appreciate you listening, and we will catch you next time on Movie Muggin. It's freedom of speech, bitch.